Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be reminding long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And so for today guys, I'm going to be doing another edition of CM Punk Matches. And so for today guys, I'm going to be doing another episode of CM Punk Matches, pay-per-view by pay-per-view. I know guys, it's fucking insane, isn't it? As you heard from my podcast I did with Richie, that CM Punk's back in wrestling, baby! So obviously guys, I'm still going to be doing the watch-alongs of all of his WWE pay-per-view matches, but what I thought I would do as well as that is after the last match that you would have in the WWE being Royal Rumble 2014, then after that, I will then start doing a watch-along of all his AEW pay-per-view matches. I know technically AEW only has four to five shows a year, but if he wrestles on like one of the bigger dynamites that they give it like a title like um, Fight for the Fallen or the Fighter Fest or blood and guts or anything that has been given a title and he's on that card or even a rampage where you've had a couple weeks ago you had um the show that they did of rampage and dynamite grand slam i'll be watch longing them because to me that's a, a kind of like bigger pay-per-view kind of show and what i'm gonna do as well for for the watch long as well is i'm going to be like watching along to a lot of his big promos as well where I thought, because later on in like the next year or so, this is when he starts doing the Shredder Society. This is when he starts doing the more Nexus stuff. You've got the amazing uh, CM Punk uh, pipe bomb. Then you have his promos against The Rock and that kind of thing. I want to do watch-alongs on them as well to build up the pay-per-view matches. So for today's CM Punk matches, pay-per-view by pay-per-view, I'm going to be watching the Royal Rumble from Royal Rumble 2008. Oh, 
62 minutes, 12 seconds. Rey Mysterio endured an hour, two minutes, and 12 seconds of fierce competition to make history with the longest appearance in a Rumble match. Two seconds. The Warlord earned a dubious distinction with the shortest time in the Rumble match. There's the beef is right, and there goes the beef. What a surprise, Warlord out of there. Three. Stone Cold reigns in Royal Rumble wins with three grueling victories. Stone Cold is going to WrestleMania! And tonight, numbers mean everything. Both the highs and the lows. Number one, a definite disadvantage where time is not on your side. Yet a number that has produced more winners than the coveted number 30 spot. Can you believe this? Michael's the first man in and the last man standing. In fact, the last out of the gate has only won once in the Rumble's 20-year existence. The Undertaker has won the Royal Rumble match. So which number brings the greatest of fortunes? That would be the number 27. Four men have won the Royal Rumble being the 27th selection. Tonight, on the 27th of January, will that number once again lead to success? And remember, to whoever wins the Rumble, since 1993, 73% of the winners have gone on to win the big one at that year's WrestleMania. And that is the most telling number of them all. Tonight's the 21st Royal Rumble match. Odds are, this will be the greatest Royal Rumble yet. If the numbers have proved anything, it's that anything can happen. It only happens once a year. Who will headline WrestleMania? There's only one road to WrestleMania, and it begins at the Royal Rumble. Now, on the WWE Network, guys, or if you have the Peacock, if you live in America, we're obviously here in Europe slash the UK, we have the WWE Network still. I'm not sure how long it's going to be before they change it to something else, possibly. But we have it here, and on the timeline, it is 1 hour and 48 minutes and 28 seconds. And so, at the count of three, we will begin. Three, two, one, let's go! And you basically got the amazing shot of the crowd because the cool thing about this event, it happened from Madison Square Garden, which is like the Mecca Arena, and it's like the biggest arena ever. And it's really cool because they're in Madison Square Garden, it's kind of known for having the sort of like boxing feel to it. That's why they've got Michael Buffer, who used to do a lot in WCW on their shows and stuff. Like he used to announce all the big main events, he used to the ring announcing for a lot of different things in WCW and it's quite cool to have him back here to do it even though I feel they sh and it's quite cool because he's known for saying let's get ready to rumble and it's really cool as well with Michael Buffer as well where um just to have him here because he's so iconic and his brother as well Bruce Buffer is also really iconic because he does the UFC but what I was saying earlier was the one thing I kind of miss in this show is they didn't have um, Howard Finkel there. And I kind of filled up with Howard Finkel being there. I think he would have added more to it because um, I think for me, God rest his soul, rest in peace, that Howard Finkel is probably the best ring announcer of all time.
And also as well, the cool thing about Michael Buffer, he has such an iconic voice that even if you don't know the man, you recognise his voice. I love that shot as well where you've got uh, where he started doing it. I think from this year or was it twenty or was it twenty two or twenty three? They used to have the logo of the WrestleMania in like the background next to it. So then that way, it's a stupid thing to do, but then the wrestlers could then point to it and it's something to kind of build up because to us, Royal Rumble is kind of like the road of the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. And it's really cool as well because with Michael Buffer, he's known for having such these iconic like lines and stuff that he can literally just say the things he, and, you, and you want to hear him say the things. And even a couple of years ago, or, or five odd years ago, I can't remember when the fight was. And even then he went, let's get rid of Rumble. And, you can, and everyone's just like, yeah, let's get rid of Rumble. And he's also as well putting over the rules of the Royal Rumble where it's 30 puppet, 30 puppet, 30 participants um oh the first entrance is the undertaker oh, i love takey so so good fucking amazing uh but also as well as uh, if you guys get a chance to watch it i need to watch it myself i might even do a watch long for it as well for no wrestling is the escape the undertaker um movie on netflix which is basically you are the new day and you have to escape from the undertaker's lair and it's just Sounds so, so cool. And just seeing this man come out, oh my God, he's so fucking awesome. But I think the greatest thing as well is finally gets his entrance live because there is nothing like it. And I love the um, set design as well for the, for the Royal Rumble too because you've got the doors opening. It's very much sort of like that sort of like awesome feel to it. It kind of had that nostalgic sort of like olden feel to it too with the um, doors opening for when they had... Um, WrestleMania 10, like all the other pay-per-views at the King of the Ring they've had previously too. It's just a really cool feel to have those amazing doors opening as well. Yeah, because as you heard from Jim Ross, this one is 90 seconds, where they usually have it either 90 seconds or two minutes. Another participant comes in, and then the way to win it is if you throw your opponents over the top rope and onto the floor, and then the sole winner gets a championship match at WrestleMania. It could either be against the ECW champion, the WWE champion, or the World Heavyweight champion. So whoever the champion you want to wrestle would be, you get the choice of those three. Taz is it. Taz is slightly correct because you've had a couple people who won it from number one, both being Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels. And it's just really, really cool to um, have um, Taker in the ring because, and this is so cool as well. Listen to this. Just to say, ah, oh, he, just everything about The Undertaker, his, his presence, his gimmick, everything about him is. But what I was going to say here is it's so cool that you have Shawn Michaels come out next and it's basically a repeat of the final two of the previous Royal Rumble match and I think that's awesome because you can see it's kind of like okay we had the two best guys in at the end of the match last year let's do them at the beginning of this match this year 
And the way that he announced him is like the heartbreak kid. And it's kind of like, even though I like Michael Buffett's like, but where's the, the heartbreak kid? Sean Michaels, you know. Crazy. Uh, basically, I just double-checked myself because I'm sure it was just those two, but it is those two. It's Sean Michaels and Chris Benoit who are the only two wrestlers to have won the Royal Rumble at number two. No, number one. Number one, sorry. Here we go. I just love, they just love that thing of the Undertaker going like, yep, yeah, come on then, come on then, let's do it. Oh, ooh, I love the knife-edge chops. Such a cool move. I still think Walter has the best chops ever. Ah, oh, I love that bump by Michaels. Oh. I just love these shots by Taker to Michaels as well. It's just the brutality of both of them. And it's just the way that Michaels has such great facial reactions and Taker just has such great facial reactions facial reactions too just be able to ah oh, so good oh oh <laughs> oh oh michael's mood for that big move there by taker oh and takers out outside on the apron you, you, you never want to be on that side Oh, Shawn Michaels been caught. Shawn Michaels has been caught. Oh. And who's going to be number three? I love the time when you hear the crowd going, three, two, one, and it buzzes. Ah, Santino Marella. And you can see him come in and he's like, fuck, what did I put myself into? And you can see him a bit like, yep, yeah, I'm going to pose. Oh, and a lovely switch in music there by Michaels. And toss straight out. Oh, and Michaels nearly caught Taker. Oh, look at that cheap shot. A bit like Pearl Harbor there. You can hear the fans sign a bouchon because it's like, you don't do that as a face, but it's very clever. Every man for himself. This is one of those matches where, in a sense, a face can kind of play as a sneaky heel because look at Hogan. like In the olden Royal Rumbles, he used to do that to his friends as well. He used to throw them out and stuff. Now you can see Taker uh, heading up to go old school. Oh, and Michaels pulled him off into a lovely slam there. Good old Michaels. Great counter there. And you can hear there Jim Ross mentioning just how much of a veteran Shawn Michaels is to be able to um, use Taker's momentum against him because he knew, okay, I'm going to do this move on you now to get him off the um, top right. Oh, lovely chops. And you can hear the timer, uh, see the timer again as well coming up. 
Ah, the great Carly. Oh, what a big uh, choke slam there by Taker to Michaels. That's one of the cool things I love about the Royal Rumble, because you have these guys coming out, but then also at the same time, you have like the shots of what's happening still in the ring as well, and you can see Taker go straight after the great Carly. Oh, and that one shot by um, the great Carly knocked down completely Taker. I remember the first time I ever saw the great Carly was in the longest yard with Adam Sandler. That was where I first saw him from, and then he obviously went into wrestling and stuff, and wrestled for the WWE for several years, and then, then he became the Pujami Playboy, which was then a face, and just at this time he was quite just this brutal guy, and it's quite cool to see him like go back to his homeland of India and like actually help train the next generation of wrestlers. I think it's really, really cool. Oh, and a choke there by the great Carly to Taker. Oh, and Taker with a choke, choke of his own. The great Carly too. Oh, Taker's on the on Brett's rope there. Is he going to be? Is he going to be eliminated? Oh, what he isn't. Oh, nope. Oh, and the great Carly just been eliminated. Fucking hell, that was quick. Thought it was going to be in the match a lot more longer. Oh, and now we've got this Harold coming back again. I think one of the cool things I like about, about watching these matches back again is I like like kind of seeing what happened. Ah, oh, is he going to go for it? Ah, oh, oh, no, no. Sure, Michaels is stopping it. Oh, it's Hardcore Holly. Oh, both of them. Nope, they're on the open. Nope, they're back in the ring again. Because what I was trying to say, sorry, is one of the things I like about watching these matches back is I kind of like... Uh, watching because I haven't seen these matches for so long since they happened that it's quite cool to kind of remind myself about them because even though there's some matches that obviously I would know like the Punk Cena for Money in the Bank 2011 and some other Punk matches as well and like Pipe Bomb and stuff it's quite cool to kind of watch more of his earlier matches here to remind myself about what um, happens in them and stuff because obviously I haven't seen this match for 10 plus years so it's quite cool to kind of even though I remember even though I remember like certain bits about the match, like obviously uh, what happens later on and Taker and Michael sign the match. Ooh, what a big boot there by Taker. But it's just quite cool to kind of like be like, oh, I don't remember Great Collie being elimin eliminated so quickly and stuff. And it's just really cool. And you can see Michael's there trying to eliminate Taker. I think that's really, really cool. One of the things that I love about this match as well is the fact that you can see Taker and Michael's always trying to uh, eliminate each other. Like even though they might eliminate other wrestlers too, but it's really, really cool to see them try to el eliminate each other all the time. And you can see their hardcore trying to attack Taker to stop on some chops there. You can now see Michael's starting to attack hard hardcore because he's like, what are you doing? He's my guy. And you can see some chops there. Oh. And then you got the timer back with the zero. And who's this uh, um, entrant? Oh, John Morrison. I quite like as well. You've got all the different announcers announcing the match as well because I quite. It thinks quite cool because when it comes to like a certain wrestler, like if it's an ECW guy, Raw, SmackDown guy, that even though yes, it technically would be certain people announcing, it's quite cool to have the fact that you would have the announcers announce the matches. So if you ha oh the announcer wrestlers, sorry, where when you have Johnny Knight, Johnny John Morrison, sorry, who's an ECW guy, oh. Nearly uh, got nearly got uh, eliminated there, but he skinned the cat. 
skim the cat or whatever the term is that basically um they announce for when they went for when their guy comes out and i think it's really really cool oh beautiful elbow there by michaels lovely elbow lovely lovely stuff uh michaels had such a great elbow he did oh so to check the band he, he had a great elbow so did randy savage obviously had a great one he got the timer back up again Oh, night been blocked. Oh, the lovely Inzaguri there by John Morrison. Now you've got number seven is Tommy Dreamer. It is hometown of New York City. Oh, beautiful bump there by John Morrison after that lovely clothesline. Oh, big boot there to Tommy Dreamer by Taker as well. And it was quite cool as well when Tommy Dreamer came in. There was a big ECW chant and it's really cool to kind of have, even though ECW were out of business by this point for several years, even though, yeah, yes, it's technically back with WWECW, but it's quite cool to have the crowd chanting for it all. Oh, you can see Michael's trying to uh, eliminate uh, John Morrison here with some... No. Ooh. Oh. Another European uppercut there by John Morrison to Hardcore Holly. Ooh. You can see John Morrison trying to eliminate Hardcore with the help of Tommy Dreamer there. Oh, you got the timer back up again. I quite like it as well because you got the timer. I didn't realise actually on the screen, so the crowd can uh, hum along to it as well, or like speak along to it. And then who's number eight? Number eight is Batista. That's that's cool. Good old Batista. Love him in Guardians of the Galaxy. He, uh, Him and Strax is fucking awesome. Oh, and a beautiful spine buster there. Batista had some great spine busters. He had some really good underrated matches too. Like his match against Taker at WrestleMania 23 was a great match. Oh, now you got Taker and um, Batista, you know, staring off against each other. Obviously a repeat of their match from last year and their rivalry from last year too. And you got Tommy Juma interfering. Bloody Tommy Dreamer. What are you doing, you bastard? Oh, and Tommy Dreamer just been eliminated. Fuck. That was a brutal bob to take there. Went straight on his face. Ooh. That was a lovely uping uppercut again there by John Morrison. Oh, and a beautiful spear there by Batista. And now you can see Taker going up after Batista. With some beautiful strikes. I quite like as well. They're kind of mentioning how like. Even though it's every man for himself. Would you like team up with someone else. To um, hopefully eliminate some of the other wrestlers. And I find that's quite cool. Because you can hear the announcers. Kind of like using their analogies. And they're sort of like. What would you do to potentially win the match as well. Because it's the Royal Rumble. Number nine, we have Hornswoggle.
And you can see all the wrestlers just staring at Hornswoggle as well. And you can see him going underneath the ring as he usually does. Oh, the beautiful spear there by Batista to take up. I like this as well. That's one of the things I miss about modern day WWE is the fact that they don't really mention about their previous rivalries. They kind of feel like you would forget about it, even though I think it's quite cool here. They were like, you know, looking back to their rivalry from last year and stuff. And I think it's really cool because it's making their rivalry sound important and it's like historic as well. Because they, they had some great matches back in 2007. Oh, and a beautiful suplex there by Hardcore to John Morrison. Beautiful. Oh, lovely knife edge drop there as well. And another one by Michaels too. Oh, beautiful back body drop. And you've got the timer back up again as well. Uh, oh, no. Sure, Michaels was nearly, uh, nearly eliminated there, but he wasn't. And number 10 is... Oh, Chuck Palumbo. I was trying to think who that was. Oh, this is when he was uh, doing that weird bike gimmick. I forgot he was still here at this time. I remember he was in WCW. Then he did that really good um, tag team tandem with Billy Gunn as uh, Billy and Chuck, which was really, really cool. And then he kind of disappeared for a bit. And then he came back as a biker. But I can't remember how long he was back for if he was gone after if he was gone after a while again. Please let me know in the comments below, guys, whatever happened to Chuck Palumbo. I'd love to hear. Ooh. Beautiful strikes there by Taker again to um, uh, Chuck Palumbo. Taker was such a good striker. Him, Austin and Bret Hart had some of the best punches and some of the best strikes ever. Oh, no. Okay. That's quite cool because they were showing like him skimming the cat again to try to get back into the ring after being uh, thrown out by Taker. But he's, you know, saved himself as, as it were. Oh, you got time back up again? I think it's really cool, actually, because every time the timer's going to go up, they take the shot from the match that's on the Titan Tron onto the timer. And number... Ooh, Jamie Noble at number 11. I used to... Oh, Jamie Noble was really good. I like Jamie Noble a lot. He was really good as well as part of J&J Security in, um, on Raw and stuff with, uh, with um, Seth Rollins. That was really, really cool. Just really, and you can see Jamie Noble just attacking and punching the hell out of Chuck Colombo. He was someone else who should have been given a bit more than he was. He in Ring of Honor, he was really good there and stuff, and he was really cool here. You can see the the great selling of him as well because he's got taped up ribs, but you can just see, oh, nearly got eliminated. Oh, and it's just like that great selling. Ah, oh, and Jamie Noble's just been eliminated. That's another thing as well about this match as well. I think it's really cool because you can see the creativity of the wrestlers um, like attacking Chubby. Now you've got a, a, a doctor coming out to check on Jamie Noble who had his ribs um, obviously taped up and stuff and they got smacked in again and, it, and they're, uh, they're just checking up on him to make sure he's okay. And they got the time back up again. Ooh, beautiful shoulder block there. 
Oh, nearly. And again, skim the cat. Oh, next is our boy, CM Punk. Ooh. And you could you could hear the thing about um, Punk being annoyed because he lost his championship and stuff. Oh, clothesline there to Punk by Taker. Big clothesline. Oh, and Punk nearly elim uh, eliminated Michaels there. Now we've got a replay here of that beautiful clothesline there by Taker. No, ah, oh. and Punk's just, uh, nope, he nearly did. Oh, Punk just eliminated Chuck Palumbo. That's cool. Ah, uh, ooh, and Punk just been Pearl Harbor there by Michaels. Oh, no, Punk nearly, yeah, oh, 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 oh. And next, no, at number 13 is... Cody Rhodes. Bloody hell, look how different Cody is here. He's so young. And it's so cool as all well. his boots have the Triforce because he's such a massive um, Zelda fan. I think it's so cool that he has that. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, because this was the time when he was tagging with Hardcore Holly and then he went with Ted DiBiase and then he became part of the new the legacy or the new legacy or whatever the hell it was called with Randy Orton and then they went their separate ways and stuff yeah I remember, I remember now Cody Rhodes uh, should have been a bit bigger star in WWE I mean he's alright in AEW now like he should definitely turn heel but I think it's quite cool to kind of have him as sort of like that face who is so obnoxious that you just you just want to boom anyway because it just shows how good of a character like he is in, in, in wrestling and stuff Oh, another bat bow drop to Michaels. He's had several bat bow drops this in this match, hasn't he? Uh, next, we've got the timer up again. And uh, just to confirm what we have on the WWE Network, the time we have is 2 hours, 10 minutes, and 54, 55, 56, 57. And now we have Umaga. Rest in peace, Umaga. He was another great start, a great guy as well, I think, could have done more in, in WWE. He was really good. Very fast, very, very mobile, just was fantastic. Liked him a lot, Umaga. Very, very good. Just how fast his stuff is, it's crazy as well. Oh, um, and Hardcore Holly's just been eliminated. I love that Samoan spike move, it's so cool. And you can see it just the beat daddy's given. And here as well, the Samoan spike. Oh, that was such a cool move. I love the Samoan spike. And you can see Taker there headbutting um, CM Punk. 
Oh, big move there by Marga to um, Batista there. Oh, no, Michaels. And he got, oh, no, he didn't. He's back. He's still in the ring. Oh, a beautiful chop there. Number 15, we have Snitsky. I forgot he was still around at this point as well, actually, Snitsky. I thought he was gone by this point. It wasn't my fault. Oh, going after Punk. Oh. And you can see Snitsky here just um, attacking and stomping down on... Um, oh, no. Oh, oh, Cody Rhodes nearly eliminated Snitsky there. Punk's um, going after them. And you can see Morrison stopping it. And Ma Michael's going after Morrison again. Oh, oh, no, no. Is, he get, uh, is Michael's going to be uh, uh, eliminated? Is he? No, he's not. He saved himself again with the ropes. Using the bottom rope to help him. Should have, been, should have been Brett's rope. It would have been even more better. That's the most deadliest rope. <laughs> I love OSW Review. Such awesome. That's such a great podcast. If you guys get a chance to listen to it, recommend it. It's awesome. I love it. All back to the timer again. Oh, is Punk going to go for GTS? Oh, it's The Miz. And you could see, oh, a bit of double team in there by, uh, oh, no, Miz is attacking Punk. Miz looks so weird, like I said before in one of my previous other podcasts. He looks just so weird like this. It, uh, it, it, even though, you know, it's what he wore, but it just, I feel for me it didn't, doesn't suit him. Where I feel like now we're wearing the trunks and stuff, it definitely fits him a lot more. Where rather than just wearing these ridiculous jaughty things or whatever the hell they're called, it just, I don't know. Um, don't like the look for it don't think it fits for me or you can see uh, Miz and Morrison they're trying to double, double team and Punk to get him out but Punk's back into the ring again ooh uh, is he going to be out is he going to be out is Taker going to get Umaga out of the ring it looks like he could be close over 400 pounds there ooh there you can see Taker Kido going after Umaga there again. Oh, 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 what's going to happen? Oh, and the clothesline. we got the next entrant at number 17. We have Shelton Benjamin. Oh, I love Shelton Benjamin. He was so good. Someone else who should have been given more than he was. Or technically should be given more than he is. He's fantastic. He has, oh, look at that. That is insane. Oh, my God. That is so fucking awesome. The way he... Literally springboard to the top rope and he literally gave them um, Miz and Morrison a headbutt on the tump. Oh no, and he just been eliminated. God damn it. I was hoping to see more of um, Shelton Benjamin because he and him and Kofi are like the awesome guys who do some amazing spots. It's just like, 
God damn it. He was only in there for like a minute and he's out again. You bastard. Oh, fucking WWE. It's like this. You can see the replay of this amazing springboard to the double headbutt on, on the top turnbuckle and then literally just gets uh, gets just get uh, just gets eliminated it's like why WWE why would you waste him why the fuck would you have Snicks we see in the match and 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 eliminate one of the best wrestlers in this entire match in itself <sighs> never mind fucking idiots now you've got the time to come back come back again hope you've got someone else coming out who's going to be good too and number eighteen we have oh Jimmy Slooper Superfly Snooker. And this was one of the first Royal Rumbles, I believe, that used to then have the surprise entrance who are like the legends come out. You can see Snooker just... Literally using the rope for leverage there and fighting everyone else. No, never, never headbutt a, a Samoan. Because there will be to no effect. Look at that dude. Oh, and the timer come back up, up again. I'm sure some of these timers are a lot more quicker than other ones are. Because that didn't feel like a minute and a half. But who's going to be the next entrant? At number 19, we have Roddy Piper. Rest in peace as well to Roddy Piper. <laughs> I love Roddy Piper. His theme tune when he had in the 90, in like... A, when he left in 87 and then when he came back in 89 and had that until he left in 95 I think he left no 96 when he left the WWF was fucking awesome you know the do I'll do it when the theme stops uh, when the theme finishes because otherwise I'm just going to repeat the theme tune that he's got now here and you could see here Roddy Piper going after Snooker because they're because of their great rivalry now. Roddy Piper was such a great heel. Yeah, they mentioned there Piper's pit revisited. Block. Oh, and a headbutt to Piper. Or a chop. Yeah, I love Roddy Piper. He goes do 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 Meow, meow, meow. Oh, we got Tyrath back again. Zero and number 20. We have Kane. That's gonna be Kane. Here he is. Kane. I love this theme tune. This theme tune was fucking awesome. So Chemical was a great song. And they're putting over K the fact that back in 2001 he eliminated 11 men. And look, he's now throwing out Snooker as well as Piper. They weren't in the match for very long, were they? And, ooh, K with a lovely choke slam there to the Miz.
then you could see here, literally him straight away <laughs> eliminate both guys. It's like, yep, and yep. Oh, beautiful elbow there by Cody to John Morrison. Oh, Taker going after Kane. Going after his younger brother. Oh. Oh, no, went after Michaels. Jesus, I thought he was going to go after Kane. Clock, uh, clock back up again. Uh, and, oh, Numaga stopped the choke slam. Number 21. Oh, it's Kalito. I fucking loved Kalito. He was so good. I remember going back in 2005 to see Raw. I remember all of us crowd were just so into Kalito. He was just fucking awesome back in Sheffield. That was such a good night. It was really weird that night as well because it was, it was sadly the week before you had Eddie Guerrero pass away, which obviously was really sad. And I bought a t-shirt that was in dedication to him, etc. Or for him that had, I'm your puppy. I fucking love that shirt. That, uh, ooh, oh, no, 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 he's going to, ooh, 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 what's happening there? No, oh, oh, beautiful kick there by Punk, nope. Oh, the backstabber, oh, I love that move, such a great move. But uh, with the whole thing, with what happened on that Raw, is they basically had two weeks of Raw to do, and I thought it was really cool in the sense that uh, we kind of had two weeks of storylines in one night, and I thought that was quite interesting, and it was quite cool as well to see all the stars there and stuff, and... We got to see Heat too, and it was, it was a great night. I really liked it. Now we've got the time back up again. Who's going to be the next entrant at number 22? Mick Foley! Yes! Oh, I love Mick Foley. He had some great matches, man. After he retired, his matches against Edge at WrestleMania 22 was amazing. His match against Orson at Backlash... 04 was great. He, ah, oh, I love Mick Foley. So good. And his first book as well. Mwah! It's to die for. I love it. And I love the fact as well you can hear all the crowd going, Foley, Foley, Foley. Oh, and a powerbomb slash last ride there to Batista. Oh, a beautiful Samoan drop there by Umaga to take her. Oh, I love Foley. Can't believe how quickly it's already got up to 22 as well. That's mad. And look how many men are in still in the ring as well. There's like load of men in the ring still. That's one of the reasons I like about the Royal Rumble is when you start to get more people in the ring, it starts to get more interesting and stuff. And I really like that. I think it's really, really cool. Ooh, Marga stomping on. No. Ooh, now it's Snitsky. Oh, back to timer again. You can see the Miz stomping on both Batista and Foley there. Now keep on doing it to Batista. And at number 23, Michael Jordan is... Ah, Mr. Kennedy! Now he was someone else as well who, if he didn't um, get done with taking steroids or whatever it was he did, I can't remember what it was. I presume it was, yeah, it was one, he was one of the people that was done um, having doing steroids and stuff, that he would have been a bigger star as well. And he would have been... Um, Mr. McMahon's ill judgment son or his bastard if um, he didn't have to be suspended for, I think it was 30 days, I believe, at the time. Yeah, about 30 days. Oh, oh, 
Oh, um, Punk there being hit by a reverse rock bottom. He did it originally when he came into the ring to the Miz. Oh, then he's now attacking um, Taker. Ooh. Uh, oh, Taker with a big hand around the neck of uh, Mr. KD. One of the things I like about this match as well, was, as I said earlier, is the fact that they were say, building up their history, basically saying about, oh, Mr. Kennedy and the Taker had a big rivalry together and stuff. And I kind of miss when they mention that nowadays. It's like, why not mention that still? Oh, and Taker, oh, a beautiful splash there by Taker. It's amazing as well just how much um, steam Taker still has, even though he's wrestled in this match for nearly like half an hour or so. I think it's really, really cool just to see how good Taker was at this time. All time up again. Who's going to be number 24? And at number one, we, 24, we have Big Daddy V. Jesus Christ, this man. The former Midian, the former Viscera. No, the, f oh my God. Undertaker just been, just been eliminated. And so is Michaels too. Fuck. Not Midian, sorry. Mabel. Uh, Mabel. And, um... Oh, and Snitsky got eliminated as well. I forgot about Snitsky being eliminated. And, um... Viscera, the world's largest love machine as well. He had, he had a lot of gimmicks. And now he's Big Daddy V. Oh, beautiful black hole slam there. Oh, the table didn't break. That guy looks like Peter Rosenberg. Guy who tries to get like a high five from Taker. Obviously, Taker wouldn't do that because that's part of his character. He's not part of his character. But yeah, fuck. Yeah. Snitsky got eliminated. Then you had Michaels eliminate Sean uh, Taker. And then you had... Mr. Kennedy and eliminating um, Shawn Michaels. My God, that's crazy. Oh, no, Cody, I thought Cody was limited there. We've got to tie back up again. Who's going to be number two? Oh, 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 what's going to happen there? Oh, no, um, no, it's, oh, that was so close. Number 25 is Mark Henry. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry, was so good. His great um, Salmon Jacket promo was amazing as well back in 2011 where we thought he was going to retire, but actually he did, and that was really, really good. And his whole um, light destruction gimmick was really good as well. He was, he's, ah, oh, Mark Henry is so underrated for me. Oh. Oh, Hornswoggle's coming in. Hornswoggle just eliminated the Miz. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love that. He just eliminated the Miz and he went under the ring again. Oh, fucking Hornswoggle. He's so funny. And a double headbutt to Punk by uh, Big Daddy V and Mark Henry. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Miz got el el eliminated. And you can see him like, whoop, shit, let's go underneath the ring again. Then you can see Snitsky here being attacked there by Taker. 
Oh, you got to tie back up again. Who's going to be number 25? And at number 26, sorry, number 26, we have Chavo Guerrero, the new, at this point, ECW champion. I quite like as well the fact that Chavo Guerrero has become a lot bigger in wrestling now where he does some, he did some stuff at AEW. He trained all the women in Glow, which is a really good series. I need to watch um, the rest of it. I loved the first couple of seasons. Brit, um, no, Brie Larson's awesome. Bit Barron's really good. The woman who plays Liberty... Oh, um, John Morrison just been eliminated. The woman who played as Liberty Bell was really, really good. Mark Maron as Sam is great. It's just one of those shows that even if you don't like wrestling, I recommend it because it is really, really good. And awesome Con's character in that show is fantastic too. Like That whole show in general is a really, really good show where if you like, it, if you like a good drama, you'll like it. If you like wrestling, you'll like it. And it's just cool to kind of see the cameos of all these other wrestlers in the show to be like, oh, that's him. Oh, that's him. That's him. Oh, that's him. And I think that's really cool as well. Oh, and a big boot there by Kane to Mr. Kennedy. And you can see, uh, um, like, oh, no. Hornswoggle has just been brought in by Mark Henry. Oh, no. And you got Viscera there as well. Oh, Jesus. Poor old Hornswoggle. Oh, you got Fiddly in. Fiddly attacking everyone with his shillelagh. I think it's called the shillelagh, is it? I think it's called a shillelagh. I think that's a sh Yeah, it must be a sh And you can see Hornswoggle and Finney leaving. Finney was great. I'm Finley and I love to fight. Oh, he was such a good... Oh, I love Finley. And of course, it's really cool as well that he's the one who trains and helps all the women wrestlers in WWE and that's why Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair or Sasha and Bailey or Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch when they had their proper match and stuff had some really good matches because he's really clever and he's really good at telling some really good stories oh you can see some double team in there by Mr. Kennedy and Big Daddy V on Kane we can see Mr. Kennedy attacking uh, oh and Kane on the floor Ooh, Marga, they're attacking. Oh, I love this. Oh, you got the timer back up again? I wonder who's going to be next. And number 28, we have Elijah Burke. Ooh, who then became Delangelo De Niro in TNA, or Impact Wrestling, and then he became their announcer for a while. I don't, I'm not sure he does anymore. I like Elijah Burke. He's, he's he's really good. His big knees and stuff are really cool. Oh, Batista's just been uh, eliminated. Kane and Big Daddy V going after each other and stuff. I don't remember that happening either. Oh, Trevor looking trying to eliminate Punk. Oh no, Punk's just been eliminated. 
What a bastard. But it's quite clever, though, because it builds up on their rivalry of the fact that... Um, Oh, okay, okay, he he wasn't eliminated. But yeah, it builds up more on their storyline rivalry because obviously Punk lost the title to him, but also as well, Punk was eliminated by him as well. But it was quite cool to have Punk last that long, though. Last to literally the last two numbers. You got Now you've got number 29. And it's Triple H. Here he comes, Triple H. Um, Triple H literally eliminating uh, Cody Rose just like that. Now I'm going after Big Daddy V as well. Oh, lovely knee there by Triple H to Big Daddy V. Oh, and he just eliminated Big Daddy V. And another beautiful knee there. And then you can see him going against um, Triple H. Oh, these two had such a great match back at Royal Rumble 2000 in the same arena as well. Forgot about that match. Royal Rumble 2000. Uh, forgot about that when I mentioned about the doors earlier. They had such a great ride. Oh, and Elijah Burke and Mick Foley both at the same time. Jesus. And you can see just Chippewa H eliminating quite a lot of people and the ring's getting a lot more lighter now. Ah, uh, he should. He, I know he went me. He should have gone beef. There's a lot of beef in the ring. A lot of beef, beef. You know, like they always say, good old beef. Ooh, Umaga missed it. Ooh, Umaga there again. And a pedigree, and. The time is back up for the last time for who is going to be number 30. And it's John Cena. Because the crazy thing about this as well, because at the at the time he was out, he was supposed to be out for months and months and months, but he actually came back super early. Just shows just how superhuman superhuman this man is to be able to come back from an injury that he should have been out for months for and then return. And even though the crowd were excited to see him, you can now hear the booze again. But seems one of those guys that 
when he came back to wrestle uh, against Roman Reigns back in 2000, like early this year at the SummerSlam, or eliminating both Colito and Chavo really quickly there, and eliminating Mark Henry. Fucking hell, I never hear three people in literally a minute. But what I was trying to say is, it's I know you can see the stare down between Triple H and John Cena, where even though I wasn't the biggest John Cena fan at the time, I've now gone back to respect him a lot because I think he's really, really good. And it's cool to now see that he's been so respected as well by the fans now to be like, he's been gone for a while. Um, they knew that he wasn't going to win because obviously he's doing his films and stuff. He's not being shoved down our throats as much anymore. And I think that's where the fans respect him a lot more. And you can actually see when he's able to have a really, really good match that Cena can have a really, really good match. Like his match... Oh, Spine Buster as well. A championship Spine Buster there by Triple H. But... You know, oh, and it's really cool just to see that when Cena wrestled against people like Punk and, you know, and had some really good stuff like he did on his US title um, open challenge and stuff. That Oh, and a spear there by Batista to Umaga. Oh, and uh, Mr. Kane's just been eliminated. But it's just really, really cool just to see just how good John Cena really is and how he and how good he can be as well. Oh, and Batista just eliminated Umaga. Oh, uh, oh, 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 what's going to happen here? Oh, nope, they stopped it. And Kane's just been eliminated. I like that as well when Michael Cole or Jim Ross, whoever it was, mentioned uh, uh, an evolution reunion. You can see all three of them like staring off at each other and stuff. You can see the crowd going crazy and stuff. And you can hear them building up the fact that it's been over 40 minutes and stuff. I love that as well, the whole the whole thing about going down. It's kind of like a homage back to 2005 when he turned face. You can't see me, the crowd's mixed reaction there for Cena. And what's he, Hunter going to do? <laughs> Brilliant, good old suck it. I love DX. I love that whole um, story, like a uh, story video thing that uh, Max Landis did on Triple H when you got um, Steph Green and Macaulay uh, Culkin on it. That's so good. I love it. So funny. I need to show that video to Tony one day. I think Tony will like that video. I think I like it a lot. I can't remember if I've ever shown it to Richie at all, but I'm sure I have. But I think both of them will like it if I've never shown it to Richie at all. It's, it's a great video, you know. It's really, really cool. Oh, look at that. Oh, and a lovely double close on there to, from Batista to John Cena and Triple H. Oh, and a big boot. Oh, and a lovely spine buster there by Batista to Cena. And no, what's going to happen here? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, and another spine buster, but this time to Triple H. Now you can see Batista waiting for it. Or is he going to go for the Batista bomb? 
Oh, and another bat body drop. But this time from Cena. Oh, and Batiste is out of the ring. Oh, for down to the final two of Triple H and John Cena. Fuck. And you can see Jimmy Corderas there being like, ooh, this is going to be good. Jimmy Corderas is so cool. I love him as well when he appears on post-wrestling. He used to do the law with John Pollock and stuff. And he used to talk about the matches. He's such a great mind. He has such a great mind for the business and stuff. I love Jimmy Corderas. He's so, so cool. And you can see Triple H there pointing to the side of WrestleMania 24, which is quite funny because it's like, yeah, side of, side of pointing to the side. You can now see Cena do it as well. Let's point to the sign. And you could hear as well the great um, history of these two because obviously they wrestled against each other at WrestleMania 22 and stuff. And I really like that because it's putting over their rivalry and just how important their matches is and how important being at WrestleMania is for Triple H and how important it is for John Cena to come back. So I really like that as well. They're putting over both guys really, really strongly here. And you can hear the fans spooing for Cena. And you can hear the fat. And you can hear the booey, eh? You could hear some of the fans going, Yes, come on, Jibble H, come on, you bastard. That is such a bad move. I mean, it's not as bad, you know, the people's elbow was a rubbish move as well, but yeah. Is he going to go for the FU? Was this known as the FU still here? Oh, no. Oh, and a double clothesline. And you can see here the uh, replay of the big double clothesline as well. I love a good double clothesline. They're so, it's such a good move. Now what's going to happen now? Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, it's still the FU here then. That's cool. I can't remember, I can't remember when they changed it. I know they must have changed it when it went PG. But I can't remember when it... Oh, the DDT there by Triple H to John Cena. I love the fact as well where you can hear um, Jim Ross putting over that big move being like, that could be the signing factor there. That could be the signing factor there. And I love that because it's putting over the uh, greatness of that move and stuff as well. I think it's so, so cool. Oh, 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 no, no, oh, 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 what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? 
See that one onto the top right there? Oh, what's going to happen? Ooh, 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 no. Oh, and Cedar's eliminated with an FU to, uh, to Triple H. And Cena wins. Cena wins. And you could hear like Jim Ross putting over the fact that Cena came back so early and stuff. And yeah, that was the Royal Rumble 2008. And so guys, what I'll give that match out of five would probably be three and a half out of five. The reason for this score would probably be because it's quite a good and short Royal Rumble. It didn't feel like it was going on for far too long. Uh, there are a few surprises, but I didn't really feel like it was as good as the one from 2007. I mean, yes, you had the amazing beginning of Shawn Michaels and Triple H like you had the end of the one for the previous year. But I kind of felt like after a while it kind of got a bit slow. It got a bit kind of like samey, samey. But then started to then eliminate all the wrestlers right at the end, which then started to get it to become like started to be good again. Because it's one of those things that at the beginning it was good. The middle it was all right. And the end it was started to get them pretty good as well. And I quite like the ending sequence between... Triple H and John Cena and the fact that John Cena came back was such a big surprise stuff. I thought it's really, really cool. And yeah, that was the Royal Rumble 2008. And that, my friends, was my watch long of the 2008 Royal Rumble match. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what you think about this match and what you think of other Royal Rumble matches too. I'd love to hear what you guys think. What is your favourite one? Do you like the 92 as much as I do? Do you like the 91 one or do you like the 98 one, 97 one? Or even ones later on in the future, like the 2010 one, for example. Or are you one of those people who love the 2015 one just because of how the crowd are to it and stuff? I'd love to hear what you guys think of these matches too. And also as well, guys, please don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcast networks and YouTube too. This has been No Wrestling, guys. I've been your amazing host, as always. Mark Sylvester and don't forget guys to take care and always remember CM Punk CM Punk CM Punk CM Punk <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>